For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Is back the Brian Mud Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1 866 610 6397. That's 1 866 610 6397. Ever harassed her. Yeah, been a long history of those who are constitutionalists aspiring to the high court having to go through the ringer with no shortage of absurdities that are lobbed against them. Brett Kavanaugh certainly was not the first in that regard. And the term Bort didn't come from nowhere. Of course, Clarence Thomas and where it all began with the whole Anita Hill situation when he was originally nominated for the high court and the attacks that continue on Justice Thomas to this day. Now, again, we've had the breaking news as the United States Supreme Court for this term has issued their final two rulings, one against the Biden administration, EPA, their ruling and the other on the remain in mexico policy the final uh, decision issued by this court where they found in favor of president biden and his ability to rescind president trump's remain in mexico policy through executive order now about all this and and uh you know clarence thomas in particular Going back a couple of years ago, there's a documentary about Clarence Thomas in his own words. And now a new book that has been released on back of that documentary. One of the authors, Michael Pack, joins us now. Michael, appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your show. Good to be on. All right. So, you know, the, the story of Justice Thomas, it, it is one that I think is overly simplified these days as people tend to look through ideology alone but in your your findings in your uh you know historical perspective on the man give us some of the themes that you think are under understood and and perhaps underappreciated well both the film and the book which is you know they're they're all based on a long interview i conducted with justice thomas uh over 24 hours over many months and then also his wife jenny and they're the only interviews because as you said at the top we allow Justice Thomas to tell his story in his own words. In the film, it's combined with archival footage and recreations. But basically, you hear his version of events, and we allow viewers to form their own opinions. And the same in the book. The, we had this vast uh, interview, longest interview any Supreme Court justice had ever granted any journalist ever. So it was a great resource, and my co-editor of the book, Mark Paoletta, had the idea that we should take some of that material and put it in a book, and the book has 95% new material. 
but basically they all cover his his great dramatic life up to his time on the court and his ideas about how the court should work and, and how he comes to his opinions and his thoughts on things like abortion and the administrative state and uh, but it, it is a very, very dramatic life, often, as you say, trashed and oversimplified. I mean, he, at the, in the very bare bones of it, he was born in 1948 in the segregated South in dire poverty. You know, his, with his father left before he could remember. Uh, he was uh, raised by his grandfather and nuns and given eventually good values that he then fell away from, had a radical period, became, as you said, an angry black man in the 60s, and then came back to his Catholic faith his core values, only to be attacked, as you say, really since the Reagan administration, when he came out, so to speak, as a conservative black person that had views that you weren't allowed to have. And as you correctly say, it's gone on to, you know, just yesterday, or even today. And that's, and it's, it's really an amazing story. And it's important to hear it directly from him, not mediated, or mediated through me, but but not mediated through anybody else where he gets to, to speak directly and you can form your own opinions, whether you agree with them or not. And that's important to understand at this moment when so many of those controversial opinions go, are coming out and they are frequently misunderstood. Michael, what, to the point of, of what you've laid out here, you talk about the longest interview conducted with a justice. I think some people would be surprised that it would be Clarence Thomas. Um, <laughs> many Many court observers will know that he often is one of the most, I don't know if soft-spoken is the right way of putting it, but he often is is one who is the least likely to engage when it comes to hearing cases, the length of which he might ask questions and the like. And so for him to be the one that is the, the most, um, you know, willing to, to uh, you know, uh, sit down and, and talk about this, that strike you as, as interesting. Well, it is unusual. I, I think that accounted for PBS's very strong support for the film, and we were happy it's on was on nationally broadcast on PBS because we believe not only the people who might agree with Clarence Thomas should watch it, but every American. Um, so it is it is perhaps surprising. It, it is the case that when you meet him in person, a lot of the impressions you get from the media are not true. He is very gregarious, very very. Very great storyteller, has a wonderful voice, um, is very, very articulate. It's true, as you say, that he had been, for many years, reluctant to speak an oral argument. He did not like the free-for-all, the back-and-forth, which he felt robbed the advocates of their chance to make their case. He has been asking more questions now that the court has shifted to a different mode of oral argument, where they go through and ask one justice after another, and it's a more orderly process that he is more comfortable with. But it's important to note that he has always been one of the most active members of the court. He's written over 750 opinions, at least 30% more than any other Supreme Court justice. Year to year, he, he writes close to double anyone's opinions. His are usually in the 30s when the next most active justices are under 15. So he writes more than anybody else. He's very provides a lot of leadership in the internal discussions, which is where he explains, as he explains, very much detail in the book. That's where the work of the court goes on. Uh, we are used to thinking of these court cases in the mode of, you know, to kill a mockingbird or Perry Mason or, or something as a kind of dramatic trial situation. But the oral argument isn't part of a trial. It's an appeals court, and most of the work is on paper, submission, the submission of written briefs and amicus briefs and, and internal discussions. 
we only see the oral argument, so we focus on that. But he's very, very active in all the other areas, and some people call it now uh, the Thomas Court. Well, and I wanted to pick up there, actually. I'm, I'm glad you uh, you brought that up. We're speaking with Michael Pack. He's the author of Created Equal, Clarence Thomas, in his own words. Michael, on that note, I was wondering if you got a sense of this from Justice Thomas. The shift over the course of time, uh, and and even his willingness to greater engage in, in the oral arguments now, maybe perhaps viewing himself in a leadership role of sorts. For example, we know that you know during her uh, time on the courts, you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she became that leader on the left, and she was looked to that way. Many conservatives would look towards Justice Alito uh, that way, and and you know he of course authored the opinion on on Roe. But does Justice Thomas perhaps see his role at this point, this stage of his life, as maybe taking more of a leadership role on that court? I did not ask him that question directly, but but surely I think many do see him as taking a leadership role. And he's the most senior justice on the court. People sort of look to him. Uh, He is really, I think he is effectively the leader of the conservative wing of the court. I think most would agree with that. I have a great, I've met Justice Alito. I have great admiration for Justice Alito. But I think it's really Thomas that that is the leader of that wing of the court. Um, It's a different kind of leadership on the Supreme Court. I mean, they're all quite independent. They're brilliant men and women, uh, in their, each of them in their own right. But, it, but I think he, he's the one who, he's fought longest, written most about all the things that come up, whether it's uh, the Second Amendment or abortion or administrative law cases or like the EPA case you brought up. And I think he is, I think he is, I think he effectively has a kind of leadership role there. And many have pointed it out. Michael Pack, again, the book created equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Michael. Well, well, let me just say that it it, it is available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble's or everywhere else, but the film is also still streaming, and it's also on Amazon. But if you go to our website, manifoldproductions.com, you can find that where else it's streaming. It's streaming at about 15 different sites, probably one that your listeners already subscribed to. So, um both of them are available there. They complement each other. You can get one or both. And this is a this time as we go into the Fourth of July is a good time to contemplate a great American. Yeah, sure enough, uh, definitely well worth our time. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to have Natalie Trending story up next here in the Brian Mudd Show News Radio Six Ten WIOD.